Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Rambam, Hilchah Shabbos, Pedic Chabdal, chapter 24 of the laws of Shabbos. Aleph 1, Yesh Dvarim, there are activities, Shein Asurim B'Shabbos, which are forbidden on Shabbos. Even though they have no similarity to any forbidden labor. They don't lead to forbidden labor. Which in chapter 21, we learned about the rabbinic prohibitions that are similar to forbidden labors. That do lead to forbidden labors. And we began discussion in the above chapters. Now he says there's a different category. They don't lead you to forbidden labor. They're not even similar. What's the problem? Why are they forbidden? Because it says, there's a verse that says, If you restrain your feet because of the Shabbos and refrain from pursuing your desires on my holy day, which means one should not pursue his desires on a holy day. That's a verse in Isaiah. There's another verse. And you shall honor it by refraining from following your ordinary ways, attending to your wants, and speaking about mundane matters. Therefore, our sages decreed and said, it is forbidden, for man, Lahalech to go, Bachapotzef to do his business, Bishabbos on Shabbos. A person should not engage in his mundane activities. It's even inappropriate to speak about one's business. For example, their two partners who are having lunch together on Shabbos, they should not be discussing their business. What should we sell tomorrow? What should we buy tomorrow? It's Shabbos, don't talk about business. Is there a contractor or a builder? How he's going to build this house? He's talking to his partner. Should we do this style or that style? I'm going on a business trip. Should I purchase these mer- this merchandise or that merchandise? That and anything like it also is forbidden. As it says, and speaking talk. It is forbidden to speak mundane. Business, everyday talk on Shabbos. However, hir hur mutter. Although, of course, it's best not to think about those things on Shabbos as well. But the violation we speak of here is speaking, not thinking. Therefore, as an outgrowth of this, also laudam is forbidden for man. Lifkate to visit ganes of his gardens, usudes of his fields, b'Shabbos. He says to his wife, "Let's take a walk and see how our field is doing." what it needs, or how the fruits are growing. Because he's walking to do his business. There's something called a Tchum Shabbos, which means a boundary of Shabbos. We will learn about it. Walking up to a certain point and then being forbidden because it's outside the city limits and there are no houses. 2,000 L's. So a person is going to walk to the limit, the Yeshiv Shom, and wait there, until it gets dark. And as soon as Shabbos is over, he's going to keep walking. 
He'll be closer to go where he has to on Saturday night. Because the only reason he took that walk is for his business. When does this apply? When he goes to the end of his Shabbos boundary to wait until nightfall to perform an activity that's forbidden to do on Shabbos. If his walk to the end of his boundary was because he wants to engage in something that he may do on Shabbos anyway, then it's no problem. For example, one should not walk to the end of the boundary to bring attached fruit because it has to be detached or to hire workers but he could do that to guard his own produce you're allowed to guard on Shabbos or to guide an animal or animal or fruits which have been severed because an animal, even though you're not supposed to touch it, he can call it and it comes, even though it's outside the boundary, and the severed fruits, the plucked fruits, had there been an Erev there, he would have been permitted to bring it on Shabbos. There's no labor like plucking, like detaching that has to be done. He can also say to his friend, he can say to his friend, I'm traveling to this village tomorrow, because if there were houses connecting this village to the other, there's no reason he couldn't have walked on Shabbos. Dalid, a person may say to an employee, Would you mind standing near me in the evening? Hinting to him that he needs him to work right after Shabbos. But he shouldn't tell him, hey, be ready for work. Because that's doing one's job on Shabbos. One may not run or skip on Shabbos. Doing your ways. Your walking on Shabbos should not be like your weekday walking. But a person may go down to check his pit cistern, pit, or cave. I feel like even if they're a hundred cubits down, a cubit is a foot and a half, and he could climb down, could drink, and come back up. One may not talk a lot of unnecessary talk. One should not just chatter. Your speech on Shabbos should not be like your weekday speech. What should one speak about on Shabbos? Torah. Helpful, meaningful things. It is permissible to run on Shabbos to anything related to a mitzvah. For example, to run to shul or to a Torah study house. One may calculate accounts associated with a mitzvah, like charity. One may measure measures associated with mitzvahs. If it has the minimum amount, a beggar or garment, if it can receive impurity, the laws of impurity and purity are very complex. We're going to get to them. One may talk about setting aside charity for the poor. All charities may be dealt with on Shabbos. That's why we can even talk about money 
and ask people for money and pledge money on Shabbos related to charity. We may go to synagogues and houses of learning even to theaters and halls of Gentiles if there's a communal meeting on an important matter. We can discuss arranging marriages for the young. Or we can talk about children enrolling them in school or trade school. We can visit the sick and comfort the mourners. However, when one, one enters to visit the sick, he says, Shabbos he milizek, it's Shabbos. We're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to complain on Shabbos. It's forbidden to plead. Your recovery is imminent. That's actually the language in many Sidurim in the Mishabeirach. Shabbos, Himelizek. You're not allowed to plead on Shabbos, which is why the Shabbos Mishabeirach is shorter. You can wait at the end of one's boundary on Shabbos. If one has to travel for a trip involving a bride or a corpse, to get burial, shrouds, casket, you can tell him, go there, you didn't find it there, go there, you didn't find for a hundred, bring for two hundred. All of these are mitzvah conversations. Let him not mention the amount. Because all of these are a mitzvah. One should refrain from doing your business. The business of God, of heaven, are permissible. In general, one should not set sail on Friday. One should set sail earlier in the week. One should not set sail for a sea journey less than three days before Shabbos, so that one will be acclimated by Shabbos. That's if you're not performing a mitzvah. But if you're performing a mitzvah, you can leave on Friday, you make up a deal with the captain that he'll rest on Shabbos, even though you know he won't. In general, it's permissible to travel on a boat on Shabbos, just not to embark and not to disembark. But in this guy's case, he just got on the boat. Or on another line of thought, we may nullify vows on Shabbos. It says that a husband can nullify certain personal vows of his wife that affect their life together. A parent can nullify certain personal vows of a child that affect the child's health. So, you have one day to nullify it. So, if you don't do it on Shabbos, you lose your time. Whether it's Shabbos related or not. You can go to the sage, and the sage can find a way out of the vow that's called Hatoras Nidorim, Umatirim, and he finds an angle of permissibility. Even though they could have gone before Shabbos, they had time before Shabbos. All of these are mitzvahs. Zion ain't ancient, but Shabbos, we don't, the courts do not inflict punishment on Shabbos of any kind. mitzvahs, I say, even though punishing when deserved is a positive commandment. <coughs> Nevertheless, <coughs> excuse me, 
<coughs> it does not override Shabbos. Ketzad, for example, the court decided that this person deserves lashes, a mis or a death penalty. A malkin a Shabbos, the lashes or the death penalty should not be inflicted on Shabbos. There's a verse that says, don't kindle flame in all of your habitations in the day of Shabbos. It has many meanings. <clears throat> it means literal flame. It also means zuas It's an admonition to the court not to burn somebody who was condemned to death by burning. That's not only burning, but all other punishments as well. There's no reason why somebody <clears throat> may not guard their fruits on Shabbos, their produce, whether they've been already severed from the ground, whether they're still connected. If a person comes to take my fruit, <clears throat> or an animal, domestic or wild, comes to eat, you can yell, and hit them, and chase them away. This is his work. Why is it permissible? It was only forbidden on Shabbos to purchase <coughs> merchandise <coughs> that you don't have before Shabbos. Or to make profit or to occupy oneself with benefit that will come to him. But to guard one's existing money, which already came to him, until it, just enabling it to remain status quo, of course that's permissible. What can be this, this can be compared to? To someone who locks his house so that his house shouldn't be robbed. Of course you're allowed to lock your house on Shabbos. If somebody is protecting his grains from birds, his cucumbers and his squash from animals, usually we use a scarecrow. <clears throat> but he's doing it himself, so he shouldn't clap his hands and dance as he does during the week. Because we're concerned that the next thing you do when the animal is not listening or the bird is you throw a pebble. And throwing pebbles on Shabbos in that setting would be, for, would be forbidden. All of this list, which is forbidden in the category of Shavuos, which means resting on Shabbos, the rabbinic decree was never issued to effect the period between sunset and stars out, which we call twilight. Only the essence of the Shabbos day. But during twilight, because the whole twilight is a rabbinic law. We're not sure what twilight is. And therefore, the rabbi said, twilight of Friday afternoon and twilight of Shabbos afternoon should be observed, because one of them is Shabbos. But this permissible angle should only be used for the sake of a mitzvah. Or for a pressing matter. Anyway, I'm not sure if my reason that I gave is the correct reason. But the, the fact is that this is the halacha that the Rambam brings down. Okay. Ketzat, for example. Ketzat, for example. 
One of the rabbinic decrees is not to climb a tree, not to swim, not to bring a lulub or shofar. You're allowed to do that, climb a tree. Or swim the water to bring a lulub or a shofar because it's a mitzvah. Similarly speaking, to bring down from the tree or to remove from a karmelis area the food, the common food for the aid of Chatzedah that he prepared. So also, if he is stressed and there's an urgent matter, he can do it. But if there's no stress and no urgency and no mitzvah, also it is forbidden. One may not tithe. Tithing is a act of Finishing a project, the last, the, the bang of the hammer, would be the tithing of something. Once you tithe it, then you can use from it. Therefore, we have to tithe before Shabbos, not on Shabbos. So you're not allowed to tithe food that was certainly not tied between, not tithe between sunset and stars out. This itself is a shvus, it's a decree for Makibapatish, for the bang of the hammer of Amasinus Admai. But when may tithe one's grains when one is not sure, because that's a decree on a decree. Eleven cotton shabbos a child on the bar mitzvah who does a shvus related prohibition. For example, if you have a pot, a flower pot, if it has a hole on the bottom then it's connected to the ground. If it doesn't, then it's rabbinically forbidden to pluck from it. A total bakarmelis, or cutting, or carrying in a carmelis, which is that rabbinic domain, ain bezin betzuvin la'afrishay, the court is not commanded to tell the child not to, or if his father let him, ain mamcham biyadu, we don't have to stop his father. Osru chachomim letaltum mixtizvon b'shabbos, t'yarashor yisab b'chel, our sages forbade handling, carrying, touching, Carrying certain things on Shabbos as he do, as he does during the weekday. Why? Amru they said If our sages and prophets commanded that your walking on Shabbos should not mirror your walking in the weekday, your speech on Shabbos should not mirror your speech on weekday, speaking words, how much more so, how much more so should one's, the items one's, one carries on Shabbos should not resemble the items one's, one carries in the weekday. So the Shabbos should not become like a weekday in his eyes. Because before you know it, he's going to start fixing things. He's going to start taking things from corner to corner, rearranging the living room, and be biased, biased from house to house, or to put stones away. This is a big challenge. People would set aside time on Shabbos to do projects which they believed were not forbidden. That way they consumed the Shabbos day which should be used in family talk and Torah study and prayer. Shadihu bottle because he's not doing anything, he's bored. He's in his house. You know, like a kid says, I have nothing to do, I'm bored, what should I do? He's not going to have rested. The whole focus of Torah 
to enable us to shut down. Therefore, our sages instituted not to carry and not to touch certain items. Gimel, you'd gimel another reason. But even furthermore, when he's going to encounter or carry vessels which are made to do forbidden acts with we're concerned if you're going to take a forbidden tool you're going to use it a little bit many of the people are not professional craftsmen there are people who don't work at all they're retired for example those who are tourists or those who just hang out in the street corners in general they never work they're professional retirees at the age of 18 if our sages will permit a person to go and to speak and to carry anything and everything he wants to like the rest of the week then this person who doesn't work will never have observed the Shabbos that is recognizable Therefore, abstention of engaging in touching or carrying this list of things to come, is an equal pasqual type of abstention of rest. Because of this, we talk about carrying. And our sages forbade carrying or interacting uh, with stuff on Shabbos that unless he needs them, Kameshia's boyer, as will be explained in the upcoming chapter and chapters.